When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. The college football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl between Michigan and Alabama is almost here. And we've got everything you need to know before kickoff, from the major storylines to the keys to the game. That and more coming up on Wolverine Confidential. All right, guys, good to be with you here. The last day of 2023, December 31st uh, in the morning in uh, Los Angeles, but the early afternoon uh, back in Michigan and Eastern time. Uh, We're here in our hotel. Um, The Michigan Marching Band is here. The cheerleaders are here. The football team is not. They're at a a different establishment. Um, But we're all here in downtown Los Angeles in preparation for the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Uh, we went out there yesterday to the stadium. We were in the parking lot under a tent. <laughs> Not exactly the the glamorous Rose Bowl iconic setting. Um, we'll get that tomorrow. Um, but yeah, just kind of first thing. You guys did a podcast a couple days ago, but that was after that was before the big media day where we got every player on the roster, the entire coaching staff of both teams. I don't know. Biggest thing or two, most uh, entertaining thing you witnessed, uh, most insightful conversation you had, just something from from Saturday's meeting media day you could share with our listeners. Oh man! Well, unfortunately, there the what stood out to me it was just very discombobulated and loud and chaotic, and uh, like there was unlike the Fiesta Bowl where there was name top tags and very organized. It seemed like this year was. Um, I, I was trying to tr- transcribe some quotes afterwards. I'm like, man, I could barely hear what these guys were saying because it was so loud in there. Um, but, you know, I mean, Jim Harbaugh talked about some interesting things. and um, But, like, yeah, I mean, there wasn't as much. Nothing really stood out to me from uh, media days. I mean, I spoke a little bit uh, with Alex Orgy and, and him being the scout team quarterback, kind of simulating Jalen Milrow. Um, had some interesting things to say and Kirk Campbell too about his arm talent improving his footwork improving and maybe his future at Michigan and, and potentially being in the running for a starting quarterback job next year. But other than that, I mean, nothing too crazy on my end. Jim seemed willing to discuss Jaden Davis as I think we reported earlier in the week, you know, he's, he's practicing with the team. He's on the trip. Obviously he's not going to play, but he seems to be like a big storyline this week. Just the, the, the four-star recruit they brought in as, as part of this recruiting class. Uh, Zook was there too. You know, we were asking Jim about it and he was, he was pretty open and, and willing to talk about Jane Davis and some of the improvements he's asked him to make. Um, I think Zook's got a story up on MLive.com currently. Uh, so I encourage everyone to go check that out. Um, I had a nice 20 minute conversation with Rick Minter. I know it's probably not the sexiest name in the world, but man, the guy has so much football knowledge and, you know, he's now technically an assistant coach on staff after Chris Partridge was fired. He was elevated and, um, real insightful guy. I mean, you learn a lot. You kind of start to understand where Jesse Minter came from and, and just the, the football acumen and knowledge he has. 
Um, great conversation. I have a story up uh, currently on live.com slash Wolverine. So encourage everyone to check that out. Um, also spoke with Zach Sinter finally after the, uh, the gruesome knee injury or leg injury he suffered against Ohio State. Uh, he tells me he's, he's walking with crutches, as, as some of us have seen. He anticipates being fully healthy, um, recovery at least, in time for the NFL Combine. He doesn't know how much he's going to do there, but he certainly is leading for the NFL, and he anticipates being ready to go for NFL um, rookie minicamp. So, um, yeah, not not a ton of, I guess, earth-shattering news. I mean, you never you rarely get any of that out of this stuff because at this point in the game, at this point in the preparation for a bowl game, everything has been said pretty much, so it's hard to get anything new. But it's always good to have those face-to-face conversations with some of these folks, especially the ones we don't talk to on a, on a regular basis aaron i haven't been able to read your story yet but did minter say much about i mean how long he plans on on being in this linebackers coaching role or is this more more of an interim basis before they hire someone full-time yeah i didn't explicitly ask that but the vibe i got was this certainly is an interim deal you know i, I don't think he expected to be to do this um you know this he basically came on staff to basically help Jesse. You know, that's kind of been the MO. He's 69 years old now, so he's not necessarily in a position to probably do this on a, on a day-to-day regular basis, but he was willing to help. Hey, don't tell that to Nick Saban. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> right. Uh, but, he, you know, he spoke about, like, you know, he lives in Ann Arbor now. His grandkids, Jesse's kids, go to school with with some of uh, Jim's, uh, some Jim's kids. So, I mean, there's, there, there's obviously, um, you know, a bond there. He was telling me stories about uh, this week, in fact, you know, having conversations with with Jack and Jackie Harbaugh up in the hotel concierge lounge. So he's really gotten to know the Harbaugh family. He knew John before really well. Um, he didn't know Jim so much, but he's he's you know having been around him now the last couple of years. He's 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 gotten you know a uh, greater respect for, for Jim. Yeah, I'm going through. I've got the Michigan uh, the M Live Michigan football app. I mean, the M Live's got a lot of apps. It's just the regular <laughs> M Live app, which will get you you know our stories as well, but a bunch of other things. But we have a specific Wolverines football app too, and it's just. A lot of content from the three of us this week. Uh, so I, I encourage uh, readers to go check that out or, you know, mlive.com slash Wolverines works as well. Cause there's, this is, you know, aforementioned stories with Jaden Davis and, and Rick Minter. I'm seeing uh Samaj Morgan headline, uh, Roman Wilson, uh, obviously plenty of Harbaugh stuff. Uh, you know, James Turner notes from, from the practice. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of good stuff on here with, with more to come. Yeah. I guess let's, um, Let's let's talk about this game a little bit and this matchup and anything we've we've kind of learned um, since we started previewing this um, you know, <laughs> a month ago. Basically, uh, what you've got here is an undefeated Michigan team and an Alabama team that has not lost uh, since you know September. You know, a home game against uh, another playoff team, Texas. They've they're they're really an ascending team. Um, you know, Michigan has just been pretty steady and, and, and dominant all year, obviously some, some closer calls later in the season against better competition. Um, but now here we are, uh, I guess keys to the game. What have you learned about kind of what will be important for, uh, you know, to, to determine who actually, you know, wins this game and advances to the national championship. I, I think for, for Michigan, it kind of starts and ends with Jalen Milrow, right? If you can limit the big plays on his end, if you can force him to making some mistakes, and not beating you through the air with a deep ball, I think Michigan stands a shot. Um, you know, he's gotten better as the season has gone on. Players have acknowledged that. They've seen it on film. Jim Harbaugh has been talking talking him up a lot. But I think he's really kind of where it begins and ends for Alabama. Um, you know, Alabama's got a great defense. I mean, they got some key playmakers on that side of the ball. Um, I, I think there are avenues for them to to exploit that. 
Um, but it's going to come down. I mean, it, it sounds cliche, but, but this is what really hurt them last year against TCU. It's it's the mistakes. It's the turnovers. If you can avoid those and force those on the other side, you got a really good shot to win. You know, I don't think this is necessarily an elite Alabama team of the past. I mean, they got some great players. Don't get me wrong, but there are ways that that Michigan can win this game. And it, it starts and ends with them, you know, not being themselves. And it's look, it's something the players acknowledge. Blake Corham has talked about it. They've talked about getting out to a fast start and, and not putting themselves behind the eight ball like they did last, really the last two years in the playoff. Um, if, if they can accomplish most of that, I, I think there's there's a good shot to come up victorious. Is there? A, I mean, who is Michigan faced that has been a running quarterback this year? I mean, I can't. Am, am I missing someone? Am I forgetting about someone? The Nebraska guy. Yeah, sure. They're, yeah, Har- Heinrich Harbor- Harburg. Yeah, he he had broken off a couple long ones, and then I mean Talia didn't really run at all. So like I mean he had the ability, but he he didn't really run. So it's it's going to be a, a completely new look for them. And 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 even in years past, they haven't really fared very well against quarterbacks like Milrow. So that that is definitely a concern. I, I think the pressure is going to be on the linebackers, right? The middle linebackers, Junior Colson, uh, Michael Barrett, Ernest Hausman to some regard. Colson's. Uh, not 100%, as we know. He's still got the cast on his left hand. I don't know if he's going to have anything on his right hand, but he's he's clearly limited with his with his arms. Um, so I, I think this is where Michael Barrett and, and some of those, you know, those middle guys are going to be key here. Um, you know, it, it, Milrow, the, the knock against him early in the year was he was holding on the football too much. He was, you know, taking sacks. He was forcing stuff. That He started to clean that up, and I think that's one of the reasons why we've seen Alabama make the progression that they've done, they've had. Um, and it, I, I don't know, I, I, it's, I'm fascinated to see how they defend him because I, I again, as, as I said, just a few minutes ago, it, that's going to be the key to this game. I think if they can limit him, I, I think, you know, it, it it's going to force Alabama to, um, you know, get into uncomfortable situations. And I think when they do that, they've shown that they can be beaten. Yeah, I, I think this is J.J. McCarthy and the offense's game to go win. I mean, the defense has been pretty solid throughout the year, and I think you kind of – I don't see them getting the doors blown off, uh, their their defensive unit, I think. But Michigan's going to need to store enough points, probably uh, more than 24 points to, to win this game. I think that's their, their magic number. And uh, they, they didn't look great against Iowa. Uh, Ohio State scoring 30 was is is pretty good look, but again some some mishaps against Maryland before that too. So they, it hasn't been they haven't been humming at the same rate that they have earlier in the year, and, and that's mainly been because of JJ McCarthy. Um, he's going to need to have a clean game and a solid game, and and probably get the tight ends involved a little bit. And I just don't see them ru- having enough success just running the ball with Corum and Edwards and without Zinter in there. To, to, to be able to run the ball 60, 70% of the time. I think they're going to need to be balanced and they're going to need to have success in the past game um, for them to win this game. My One of my favorite quotes, it, it didn't come here in Pasadena. It came out in, uh, in back in Ann Arbor before we left. You know, JJ, what did you learn about, you know, your last year's experience in the college football playoff semifinal and what you need to do differently? And he just said, not throw the ball to the other team. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that that's so true. That's, you know, Michigan was in this game two years ago, uh, got blown, blown out by Georgia last year, really should have beat TCU. And then they probably lose to Georgia in the national championship, but you could say, all right, they took that, that next step. And now this year they could try to take an additional step and win it all. Uh, so I, I say that to say this, are you guys in the, I gotta, I gotta see before I believe I need to see Michigan actually win one of these playoff games before I'll pick them. To do so because I know I know we're going to get into our our predictions for this game here. Is that kind of where you're at, or or do you think 
you know, this is a, I don't want to say team of destiny, but a team that, um, you know, is capable of, of, of beating an SEC team, a team that has just been so, so good uh, in the, in the semifinal playoff game. Yeah, I'm totally on board with that. I mean, it took me a while to, I was in the other camp when Michigan was playing Ohio State and they couldn't get over the hump there. I wasn't going to pick them until they, they could do it. And, and they were obviously able to finally do it. So um, one in six in bowl games. I mean, we've seen what they've done the last two years on the college football playoff stage. I, I just, I, hes- I hesitate, right? Like it, they haven't gone up against an SEC team all season. They haven't played Alabama. Um, and so it, it, it's hard to handicap. It really is because you've got, you got two programs kind of in different lanes, right? They're in different different conferences, different leagues, playing kind of a different brand of football. Um, so it, it, it's difficult to, to, to figure out here. Um, and, and that's why I think I lean Alabama. We've been talking about it for weeks now, and it just they have they have enough playmakers on defense. They have, I think, a, a, a quarterback who is mobile and, and, you know, shows Michigan something different. And I, I just I don't know how they're going to deal with that, how they're going to adjust. And, and that's why I lean Alabama here. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't see either side running away with this game. I'm expecting a close, tight knit game. I think it'll probably be a, a you know a, a dogfight early on. I don't think there'll be many points. It'll be a feeling out process. But yeah, I, I got to lean crim- the Crimson Tide at this point until Michigan can show me that they can do on the big stage. I, I mean, I have no reason to pick them. Yeah, it is pretty crazy because I think this is the best Michigan team I've covered, and I think this Alabama team isn't really at the same standard as they have been in the past. And I'm still leaning Alabama just because of all those factors Aaron just mentioned. I mean, the SEC has been the the better conference this year. And yeah, Michigan might rank number one in, in scoring defense and number two in total defense. But the, the offenses in the Big Ten this year were so bad. And yeah, they, they performed well against the competition. But like, I'm just... Yeah, yeah, there's no dominant team in college football this year. I mean, the SEC might not be as dominant either, but I just, the, the, I think their teams were 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 better, and I think they were more battle tested. Uh, I, I beating Ohio State again was a huge win for for Michigan. Going on the road against Penn State, big win. But yeah, when it comes to the stage and when the heart, Nick Saban has a month to prepare for teams. Like, there's a reason why his teams are so good in the semifinals. And I, I think he, he'll have his team more prepared than than Harbaugh in this one. And I, I'm leaning Alabama in a close one, but it's just, I don't know. The, the talent is there on Alabama too. So it's like, yeah, they, they might not be as dominant, but the fact that stars matter, it's still a thing. And when you look at the the, the star composites of both these play, or both these teams, I mean, yeah, Michigan, Alabama definitely has an advantage. And yeah, Michigan's going to have a lot of three stars get drafted and they've been really good at developing but there's just too many factors that i feel like in in years past that have kind of led me to this conclusion but until i see it i I, i'm still i'm gonna lean lean alabama on this one here's the question i keep asking myself when i keep thinking about this game if you were to pick this michigan football team up and place it in the sec how where where would you think it at you know where, where do you think they would they would end up would they be the best team would they be number two number three if you're if you're questioning that if you if you want if you don't know if they're the best team in the sec then i don't i have a hard time again picking them i i, I think you nailed it zook i think the sec top to bottom is a better conference i i think they alabama saw better competition week in and week out and don't forget up until the sec championship game that Georgia was like the presumed number one, right? Everyone assumed that they, they were going to repeat and they're going to be this this dominant team and Alabama still went in there and, and beat them. So I don't know. I, I, have, I, have, I have reservations. I hesitate. Um, but, you know, that's why they play the game Monday night. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Michigan shows up on, on, on the big stage. 
just to hammer home the, the numbers from kind of what we've been talking about, Michigan won its first bowl game, uh, won a bowl game in Harbaugh's first season to, to cap the 2015 season. They've lost six straight since. Alabama has won eight straight of its kind of first bowl games because they've, they've been in the playoffs so many times. They've sometimes won that first game uh, and then lost in the national championship. They're, they're three and three uh, in the national championship over, over this, this span of, of winning eight straight uh you know bowl games essentially so um yeah they this is a program that clearly has it figured out as far as the, the month between games you know taking each week each day um and and maximizing it without overdoing it um now michigan has made changes to what to their um you know pre-game routine going back to their time in ann arbor they were they were doing things a little differently they said you know and, and trying not to you know wear themselves out before kickoff so We'll see. I, I think Michigan has the edge at quarterback, and I think that's huge. Um, I think, you know, the way Michigan, uh, you know, runs 11 guys to the ball, I don't think Milrose, you know, size will be and, and power will be as much of a factor as maybe some people think. Um, I still think he's prone to mistakes, and I think they get, they get a turnover there somewhere, a, a fumble, an interception. Um, and I keep pointing to the punt. The punt game, I think Samaj Morgan really could could break one, or Alabama could could uh, could have struggles there. They actually made a change, um, you know, uh, during this season from you know who was who was doing it because they had a guy who had the yips basically, and uh, you know the, the the current guy is is been struggling as well. So um, I think you know they both have really good kickers. Uh, Alabama's was actually a finalist for the Lou Groza Award. Uh, Michigan's probably would have been if he had just had more opportunities. Um, so these teams are evenly matched. I think this is, this is a semifinal playoff game uh, worthy of, of, of you know, being that. The winner's going to the national championship, and I think that's fair. It's a, what, one or two-point spread. I think that's fair. Uh, but I picked Michigan to win every game this year before the season, win the national championship. I'm not, I'm not going off of that. I'm not changing course now. I still think Michigan is overall a better team. Hear what you're saying about their, their schedule, but they face an Ohio State team at full strength. Uh, Penn State, Iowa, both elite defenses, uh, and you know they managed to still you know move the ball and do enough offensively to win those games. So I'm going with Michigan, but I, I do think it'll be a, a, an instant classic. Right. Look, like that's that's why this this I was so excited about this matchup because I mean you could literally pick either team and like you could justify both picks and and like it wouldn't be outrageous to do that. Like I won't be surprised if you see a split down the middle and and these when these prognosticators make their predictions, it's that evenly matched up. And it's such an intriguing matchup because it's a SEC and big 10 because it's saving Harbaugh and because of like the similarities that the quarterback, the, the t first round talent, second round talent, like it's, I am the Rose Bowl mystique. Like there's so many things that make this like I, it. It would be disappointing if it's not an instant classic, just because like there's been so much buildup, and you can see both teams being evenly matched, and you, you really can't go wrong picking either way. But uh, yeah, it, it should be a good one. Kickoff set for 5 p.m. Eastern time, uh, 2 p.m. out here in California. Uh, Anybody do a, a weather check here lately? Let me currently it's 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 maybe cooler than some people might think, though. Maybe people are familiar, more familiar than I was coming out here as far as what to expect. But 62 is the high uh, and, and sunny for for tomorrow. It's, you know, 54 degrees now here at 10 a.m. But, um, you know, by by kickoff, uh, you know, tomorrow it should be in the, the high 50s um, and sunny. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. Earlier in the week, there was talk of rain, which just didn't seem right. 
Um, so you know you should have the iconic sunset behind the San Gabriel Mountains and you know and, and the Rose Bowl Stadium, the venue. It's a it's kind of a mini big house in a way. There's not there's not tears to this thing. It's it's a bowl. Um, and you know fans should be pretty evenly split. Uh, I don't know. We haven't been out and about so much these last couple of days, I, and I think today will be a big day to kind of kind of see what what the fans are, are are like. But I would think it'd be pretty split. You know, Michigan's well represented out here in California already with so many alums, um, and I know many were willing to travel to this game. But um, you know, I think it should be pretty balanced and make for a great environment. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like you're talking about the the crowd split, and I was talking to some of the Alabama writers the other day, and and they don't they don't seem to think a lot of the Alabama fans are going to travel this game. They he, they think maybe some of them are looking ahead to the national championship, which might be like the some folks we perceive some of the players. I know when talking to the players the last couple of days, you know there there's almost come across as this like elitism, like they they feel like they're the elite, they're better team, superior team. That you know there's been a lot of talk about like the SEC versus Big Ten. So um, I don't know. I, I expect Michigan fans to turn out. I mean, remember, they got a huge alumni base of the California. This is the first time they've been in the Rose Bowl in a very long time. Uh, and, and this could very well be the the end of the road for, for Jim Harbaugh and some of these players. So um, no doubt, I think there's going to be a lot of amazing blue in, in the Rose Bowl Stadium on, on Monday. And Houston's closer, of course, to Alabama, and it doesn't. The Rose Bowl doesn't hold that same mystique for SEC fans. That you know, the Big Ten obviously has had that connection with the Big Twelve. Uh, Zook, any final words here before we sign off? No, I mean Aaron mentioned it too. Like the this could be the potentially the Harbaugh's last ride with with Michigan. I mean he he hi, uh, reportedly hired an agent um, late on Saturday Saturday night. Yeah, and so I mean that's who's based in in Pasadena, California. So yeah, the 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 rumors. I feel like there's a little bit more legs to him this year, and um, we'll see what what this this 2023 Michigan team can accomplish. And a lot's on their plate. Um, there's a lot of pressure on this group to to get it done and deliver the first national championship since 1997. And it's going to be interesting to see how they respond with uh, with all the eyeballs on them. Big picture college football. It's the last season of the four team playoff when it, before it expands to 12. It's the last season of of somewhat normal conferences, like traditional conferences, that is, alignment. Um, I know there's already been plenty of change, but you know, we haven't had the West Coast schools come come into the Big Ten yet. Um, and then from you know, smaller picture, Michigan, Harbaugh could be gone. Uh, a good chunk of this, of this, of the major contributors to this team could be gone next year. Um, there's just, it seems like the stakes are just, are just so high for Michigan in this game, uh, you know, to try to punch a ticket to the national championship. The chips are in. I mean, they pushed their chips in the middle of the table. I mean, it's it, Blake Corum set up for the season, right? National title or bust. They've, they've spoken about that. A couple of players were asked about a couple of weeks ago. If, if a loss here would, would be a disappointment and, and it would, I mean, they're, they're not only here to win beat Alabama, but win a national championship. So this is really step one in a, kind of a two-step process. We'll see if they can get it done. I, a lot of eyeballs are going to be watching. I think a lot of fans are eager to see how the Wolverines respond. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It doesn't really get any bigger than this. You know, they, they talk about the, the Rolls Bowl being the granddaddy daddy of them all, and this game certainly is is that. You even see the advertisements for both games, and it's like everyone I see, it's about the Michigan-Alabama matchup. It's hard to, like, hey, Texas and Washington are still playing too. Sometimes you need a reminder, remind yourself, because you're not seeing it promoted, it seems like, as much as this Alabama-Michigan game. Yes, another game that should be very competitive, an undefeated team, a one-loss team that's that's been playing great lately. So, yeah, very, very interesting uh, how, how that coverage has gone. Um, but, yeah, this is uh, – it's the granddaddy of them all. Michigan has won every single game 
2023, but they will need a win on the first day of 2024 uh, to reach the national championship. We'll have full coverage on MLive.com slash Wolverines. Thanks for listening.